Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Basic West. Let me just set the stage for you because I have curated all the cozy vibes for recording today. I'm just sitting at my kitchen counter, glorified kitchen counter. It's really a rolling cart from Target because my apartment is old and didn't have adequate kitchen counters to chop anything on. I have this delicious saffron and cedar candle that Salt and Stone sent me a couple months ago. I'm about to repurchase myself because it smells like that Baccarat Rouge 540. It is so luxe and calming. I love it. And I'm drinking a little poppy orange prebiotic soda. I'm wearing a cozy little matching sweatsuit. I have Sawyer sitting next to me. Like all is right in the world. And I just finished a day of work filled with some pretty stressful, objectively stressful calls and projects where I had to really be on all day long. And it's amazing the changes that have happened just in the past few months, whereas I would have been filled with anxiety before and I wouldn't have been able to turn off my brain or enjoy my evening. I'm now able to create these sort of mental buckets and separation where I'm like, okay, yes, this situation is stressful. There are problems that are happening, but I'm going to focus on what I can control and not try to harp on or stress out about things that are completely out of my hands. And just moving through life with more of an attitude of surrender and acceptance versus trying to micromanage and change a bunch of things that we have no ability to change it, it, it just, it brings such a level of peace and serenity that I didn't know before. And that's a large part of what I want to talk about in today's episode. So my real foray into my drinking problems and alcoholism in general is that I have struggled with perfectionism my entire life. And when I say perfectionism, I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm perfect. I do everything right. Instead, I'm talking about it in the context of I have an intense need to feel like I can control everything. And I'm not only incredibly hard on myself, but I'm also really hard on other people. I have these unrealistic high expectations. And instead of a adjusting my expectations to reflect the reality of the situation, I hold so tightly, suffocatingly tightly on to the way I think the world should be that it just bites me in the ass repeatedly. And living in a reality of your own making where everything feels unfair and it always feels like you can never do enough and, and no one else in your life can do enough is truly exhausting and it is chronically disappointing. I could sit here and tell you it's because I'm a triple earth sign, but frankly, that would just be a cop-out. So the biggest unlock for me around perfectionism was when someone said to me, your perfectionism isn't about you, it's about you trying to maintain your image and control the way that other people see you. Holy shit, that changed everything for me. I began to really examine the origins of this. And it kind of goes back to the beginning, right? So I had this raging eating disorder through middle, high school, and college. And that was all centered around the need to be perceived as looking perfect by other people. And then that morphed into the desire to be accepted and desired by men, wanting to control the way that men saw me. And alcohol became the vessel through which I thought I could achieve all of those things because when I was drinking, it made me feel thinner and smarter and sexier and 
funnier and more desirable and all of those things, I was so obsessed with controlling from an image standpoint in terms of how other people consumed me as a person. And then when my drinking really took off, it became about, okay, how can I so perfectly curate every other aspect of my life that no one ever questions if I have an alcohol problem? So my perfectionism was never really about me and what I wanted. My perfectionism was really, again, about maintaining my image and how other people saw me. And it's not like when I stopped drinking, my perfectionism went away. I think it kind of took on a new life of its own. So when I first got sober, in my mind, I'm like, it's not enough to be sober. I need to be the perfect alcoholic and the perfect example of recovery and life after addiction. That means I need to take on a million and one new hobbies. I need to start going to, you know, 6 a.m. workout classes every day, eating this amazingly strict diet and working a program better and more consistently than anybody else. So yes, I take an alcohol out of the equation, but I wasn't really digging at the systemic issue, which was my need to be seen in a certain way by other people. Because in my mind, if I'm trying to control everything, which is that perfectionist mindset, that means that I am trying. And if I'm not trying to micromanage everything, it looks lazy. And that's not the truth, but that is my own fucked up perception of the world. So knowing all this, the question then becomes, how do you begin to deconstruct? And I'm by no means an expert, but these are a few of the tactical and practical things I've been doing in an effort to move out of this thought pattern. First, and I do recognize that this is hugely ironic considering this is a podcast where I just talk, but in my own time, it has been listening to people who are in recovery and who've gone through this. I find that I often try to figure everything out on my own in my head because that makes me feel capable this is again tied to all the perfectionism shit, but just being able to sit back and absorb other people's experiences and trust that listening and surrounding yourself with like good information is going to help has been crucial. It also makes you feel so much less alone and you have less of a propensity to go into the woe is me, no one else has ever experienced this mindset. Number two has just been leaning into a more spiritual and meditative way of life. So fun fact you might not know about me, I was vegan for five years. I was so deep into that like ED, freely the banana girl, vegan YouTube back in like 2016 when I was in college. <laughs> and I did so much yoga and pseudo spiritual metaphysical stuff back then. Another thing not a lot of people know about me is I grew up very religious. So my mom actually works within the religious community. I grew up going to church multiple times a week and it was a huge part of my life in elementary, middle, and high school. But something happened to me by someone that I knew through church that really severed my relationship with religion and I just had a lot of religious baggage kind of at the beginning of my drinking career up until I would say about six months ago. And so it's been really interesting to reframe my relationship with spirituality and religion and how I experience something bigger than myself within recovery. And don't worry, I'm not trying to turn this into like some whole religious podcast. I think my point really is that connecting to something outside of myself, whether you believe that that's something bigger than yourself, or maybe for you that looks like nature or just being in community with other people has been really good at taking me taking me outside of my body and my mind and just realizing that the world doesn't just exist in my head, it exists out there too. 
it contextualizes everything. And for me, this also looks like getting back into a meditation and yoga practices and things that make me feel deeply connected to my body. The third thing has been spending time around people that unconditionally love me for just being me. Because I was hiding so much when I was drinking, I was never fully showing up as myself. Being able to be around family and friends and romantic partners that just see you for who you are and appreciate you in your wholeness and in your absolute presence and authenticity to yourself can be really healing because you're not expending all of this energy trying to put up walls and curate this perfect exterior for others to see. It just allows you room to breathe and also to spend more time with yourself as yourself, which sounds super silly and convoluted, but Back when I was drinking, I was so inauthentic so much of the time, I completely lost myself because I spent so much time trying to become a certain person and be consumed in such a particular way and perceived in a certain way by other people that I didn't even know who I was when I wasn't putting up all those walls. Number four has been allowing myself to fail. Previously, I wouldn't do things that I felt like I was bad at, so that meant that I had basically no hobbies. I've eased up on myself and given myself room to be imperfect and do things because I like them and know that liking them doesn't have to intrinsically be tied to being good at them. Learning to find joy in things that you may never master is such a gift because it just introduces more play and more relaxation and you just don't take life as seriously. Allow yourself to have silly little hobbies. It's so freeing. The last is just taking time for personal reflection. I used to be pretty spotty and inconsistent with my wellness practices, but I've recently gotten into a cadence of journaling every single night, which allows me to reflect not only on my day, but then I can also read things from previous days, weeks, and months to kind of string together pieces and say like, okay, are there certain themes and patterns that I'm experiencing that I need to focus on? So being able to see my obsession with how other people are seeing and perceiving me over time and seeing that that's an area that I get really stuck on and stuck in has been good for me. Doesn't mean that I fix it right away, but it does mean that it becomes something that I'm not able to ignore or sweep under the rug. And I think an important caveat to this is journaling kindly in a way that notices more than critiques. Okay, so a little embarrassing expository story time. So I was looking back at my journals from the previous years. And as I mentioned, I would journal super inconsistently before. And it was usually after like a really bad night of drinking. I would wake up and the entry is pretty much like, fuck you. You're such a bad person. You really need to get your life in order. You need to stop drinking so much and here are 10 things that you need to do to get your life back on track. And it was virtually the same entry over and over and over again, because I was never able to deal with the issue of me drinking. It was just a response to all my consistent bad behavior. So yes, journaling in a way that is kind and gentle with yourself, I found is far more productive than journaling the list of the top 10 things you hate about yourself. So just to recap, these are the five actionable things that I do to help myself get out of this perfectionist loop. The first is to listen to the experience of others that have struggled with perfectionism. The second, to get outside your head and connect with the world around you. Three, spend time around people who make you feel unconditionally loved and comfortable being yourself. Four, be willing to be bad at something. And the last is to reflect consistently in a gentle way in order to recognize patterns and blocks that are arising. Trying to get 
get outside of my own head and my inherent need to try to control the way everyone else perceives me is something that I actively struggle with today. And I'm sure I will be struggling with in some capacity for the rest of my life. But I will say that letting go of alcohol and being in recovery has given me an easier and softer way to deal with it all. Said it before, I'll say it again. Getting sober has by no means solved all my problems, but it has given me the tools and the space and the clarity to begin to work through them in a meaningful way. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, please throw it a five-star review, subscribe, everything helps. I appreciate you all so much. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Elizabeth, and you can follow the pod on Instagram at wildlybasicwest. If you're listening to this when it comes out, have a beautiful weekend and we will chat again next week.